Wow. And that's how time travel works. And that's Get it all? Did you write all that down? cookie crumbles. Oh, just, that's the formula for time travel. It wasn't as complicated as I thought it would be. I know. I really thought, you know, I thought it would take us longer to figure out. I guess but once I'm you really figure glad. out some of those theories, those nonsense theories like string theory and such, how they're wrong. Yeah. Nonsense. Some of it starts to open up and make sense. Turns out Back to the Future had it right all along. <laughs> all you need is a DeLorean. And, uh, <laughs> hey, if you're going to... The way I see it, if you're going to travel through time, you might as well do it in style. Mm, I thought we were talking about DeLoreans. No, that's what he says in the movie. Because <laughs> he says, why a DeLorean? <laughs> I'm really glad, though, that we were able to share our formula, this breakthrough moment with all of our podcast listeners. I'm, I'm glad they were able to hear it and that all of it was recorded. Well, I forgot to record that part. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I figured I would just remember. Because it was that oh. simple. Speaking of going back in time, this is episode 22. 22. Man. See how I dropped that in there? That's nice. It's, what have you been up to? Listening to you talk about time travel. Wow. I think if I uh, had a DeLorean, I would feel like I had traveled back in time. I would love to have a DeLorean. Why? I hear they're terrible. I mean, but they look cool. Hmm. Do all so, DeLoreans I, look cool or just when they're modified for movies? Uh, no, I would argue that they all look cool, especially if they're modified for movies. Man. I think there's a, it's a shop in Texas that has like the, they have like the official rights to produce more parts. And I think they make like modified, updated, modern, like the engine is modern, all the suspension is modern. Everything's like proper. But with the but the the body frame of the car, so it's like it looks like the old original DeLorean, but it drives like a modern proper car. It's like, yeah, that's what I want, man. And you know that vehicle probably would have been lost to time and completely forgotten if it hadn't been featured in a movie. You think you think you think the DeLorean? I mean, the DeLorean had some teething problems outside of the movie. With its creator getting arrested for drugs and all that stuff. like I'm not really a car guy, but I got the impression that it wasn't particularly (laughs) amazing. And it wasn't Uh, top of the line. I think it caught people off. I mean, he was, the guy that made it was known for other cars, other designs, like the Pontiac GTO and stuff like that. So he was well known. And then he went off to make his own car. Well, as it turns out, he was using, I think he was using drug money or something. I don't know. I'm not, it was, there was a whole, and it's all been debated over the years. Like, is it, was it real? Or was it a setup or who knows? There've been documentaries about it and there's tons of movies about it, whatever. But but now that's one of the most iconic cars. And yeah, as far as cars go, it's not necessarily, it's it's famous, but it's famous because it's a time back to the future car. Well, hell yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If it hadn't been in the movie, who would even know about it? There would be some real obscure car geeks that would be talking about it. And (laughs) and it probably wouldn't be under the most highest of praise. Listen, I'm I'm just going to say this now. This is my bold statement. The DeLorean is not the coolest car in Back to the Future. In fact, if you asked me which one I would rather have, I want that black Toyota truck 
that he wants at the beginning of the movie. That truck? Yeah. Heck yeah, that thing's awesome. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's sweet. It's like a big hey, off-road. Well, not big. You, you like know me and Toyota trucks. I know. They go back. That's what I'm saying. That was the hardest thing I had to sell before I moved was my truck. With your with that crazy gear shift that it had in it, like the <laughs> what you uh, it's like first gear was like like different or something. I forget what it was. Oh, it was. I mean, it was kind of a mess. It had a I remember riding, Chevy V6 in it. I remember riding down the highway in it with you driving, and wasn't it there were no seat belts too? I think yeah, pretty sure there was no um, seat belts. Or I least, added. I did I add did. seat belts, so maybe there wasn't the first time we rode. It. I don't think I had a seat belt. I'll put it that way. Seat belts are required by law. They were definitely there. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm sure you're correct. Like, I let must the record be stand. <laughs> all, all, hey man, wasn't all my vehicle wasn't my truck street legal? <laughs> although, although, although the um, I couldn't get people in Missouri to to certify it and, and make it pass the test so that I could, what do you know? <laughs> so that I could plate it and drive a tr- it. A truck from rural Kansas doesn't pass inspection in Missouri. <laughs> hmm. Isn't that interesting? I still remember the sheriff being sure. like, Hey, if it were me, I wouldn't even worry about it. <laughs> like you're I'm not going to be sure driving on the road all that much. <laughs> Why bother getting it inspected and plated? I'm like, are you a real cop? <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Kansas, if you could get a piano to drive down the street, they'd let you do it. Well, yeah, they didn't bother with the inspection. Like, Kansas doesn't care. They're like, whatever. Because <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, there's that old farm mentality, right? Of Well, I'm pretty much going to drive anything on the farm. So if I, can put a, if I can put a license plate on it and it's got a turn signal, not both, just a turn signal, it's good. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you don't need a Three turn wheels. signal. That's right. You got hands. You got yeah, arms. Yeah, you got the hands. Yeah, Plenty of people driving down the road using their arms. Only that that newfangled high tech blinkers. What, what is this? Man, do they what even teach 1970s? that anymore? Do they teach the arm hand signals? Hmm, that's a good question. I I know when I went through driver's ed millions of years ago, uh, they did, but I don't know if they do now. I could imagine them Heck, being they don't like, even "Hey, teach cursive you." You have to get your vehicle inspected, and working blinkers is one of those things. So, no, you don't need to well, learn. Well, I would, I would argue that blinkers are probably safer. <laughs> well, assuming people use them, which, as I've observed, is they either there's three there's three kinds of people. There are people who use the blinkers correctly, done. There are people who don't use them at all, and then there are people who use them but incorrectly, so they're pointless. <laughs> and it's that third group. That is the most numerous, and I find to be the most annoying. <laughs> I uh, would. Would you say? <laughs> would you say turning your signals on prematurely is is one of those incorrect usages? No, that's what you should do. I. I. Okay. It is a turn. It is a signal. Right. A signal means you're telling somebody else what you're doing. <clears throat> so if you've already slowed down and started your turn. And then you turn on your signal. <laughs> it does no good. I can already see that you're turning. I mean, prematurely, like, I know I'm going to take a right turn at one of these next six roads. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and turn um, it on. No, that would be annoying, too. But no, mostly what I see are people who just, 
They've they've already slowed down, usually with one brake light or two not working. So there's that. That's a different issue. They've already slowed down and they've already started their turn and then they turn on their turn signal. And I just want to like scream at them like, you know, that doesn't unlock the steering wheel so that you can turn. You should have had that on before you started slowing down. Oh, yeah. Well, drives me crazy. Like we're off of a, a fairly busy road out mostly in the middle of nowhere and a road that people speed heavily on. And and by heavily, I mean, at one point I was driving recently and I realized when a speed limit sign passed me that I was going like 10 or 11 miles per hour over the speed limit. And I was like, oh, crap. Because I went to go past a vehicle. Yeah. I'm like, man, this person's crawling. Why is that? <laughs> and then I realized I was going like 11 miles an hour over. I pulled over. I had not slowed down yet. And two cars flew past me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I was already going 10 over. Are they pretty strict on speed limits out in your neck of the woods? Well, they could be. But because I am rural, there's like, there's no, there's no patrol people. And okay. it's it's much less like Kansas where there's wide open roads and there's plenty of shoulder and so there's like highway patrolmen all over the place. No, this is this is not like that. So there's not places for say the cops to pull over and do hmm. that and it's far enough away from the main towns that I've not I don't think I've ever seen a cop car unless there's been like an accident. And there's been a lot of accidents on this road because people fly down it. So as I, if I'm coming home and I have to turn in off of this road, I know I have to slow down and that slowing down on that road does not make me comfortable. So as soon as I hit the street, that is before my street. And of course that's not going to be a block. That's probably going to be like a quarter mile or something. I turn on my blinker. Soon as it's like, this is the road directly before my road. I'm turning on my blinker. That's the way it ought to be. And I might tap my brakes, and I'm like, everybody will better darn well know <laughs> that I'm going to slow down at some point, even though it's for a while. <laughs> May even be a half mile further down hey, the road. That's what a turn signal is for. It's I, signaling to people that you're going to be turning. You are doing it correctly, and oh. I applaud you for that. <laughs> and so today I was coming back, but I was coming back from the other direction. And so I'm going to have to turn turn left and cross the other lane. I come up, I put on my blinker, I slow down. There's traffic on the other side, so we're going to have to basically stop on this highway. And I'm waiting, I'm getting ready to turn. Someone, there's basically not a shoulder. Someone squeezes past me to the right to pass me on the right side. Yes! And I almost, like, we almost just collided because I had no idea that there was somebody crazy enough to try and go through, like, a metal (laughs) rail in my vehicle and gravel and dirt, if even that. I had that same kind of thing happen to me probably, like, a year or so ago. I was stopped at a a lighted intersection. I was going straight. Um, I stopped at the red light. And and it's just me and then the curb next to me, right, and then grass. And so I'm not thinking at, at no point am I thinking, oh, there's room there for someone to get through because who would do that? There's that's not there's no other lane to my right. And yet all of a sudden I notice in my mirror, 
a taxi cab from a different city. It wasn't even from around here. Just like pushes his way through, squeezes through. And this was not a small vehicle. He just pushes his way through, gets ahead of me a little bit, and then turns right and goes. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I just kind of looked around at like the other drivers. Like, you guys saw that, right? Like, where did that guy even come from? <laughs> it was the most, he was just there all of a sudden and then gone. And I was like, man, he must have really been in a hurry. Not only was he making a lane where there isn't one, he isn't even in the right city. So I don't know where he's going. And if he had a fare, then it would, you know, you make more money to not do that. And that was what was even weirder about it. It wasn't like an Uber or something else. It was like an honest, it was like a taxi, like the classic looking taxi, like Caprice looking car. You were just surprised to even see one of them out in the wild. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is this? So that's crazy. People, uh, I don't trust people. Like people have made comments when they've driven with me because I'll I'll be driving down a road or something and there'll be an intersection ahead and I'll like tap the brake and slow down. They're like, what's what's your deal? I'm like, I don't trust that anybody's going to stop at that stop sign. <laughs> I don't trust anybody <laughs> on the road because they're all crazy. No. I mean, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about it now. I'm like, man, how messed up? That guy's like some kind of crazy taxi or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if it had been that taxi, that would have been that would have been awesome. Oh, oh that would have been great. Like the the dude in the I can't remember his the name. Convertible. I always the same guy. Yes, I always pick the guy in the convertible, the uh, with the like the fisherman hat or whatever. Yeah. Crazy taxi. Man, there's a game I wish would come back. I miss those that's like classic Sega Dreamcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Man. I VR, remember Crazy Taxi VR. Oh, you want to talk about a vomit fest um, <laughs> come on i remember specifically when the dreamcast was out and i had no granted i got it late but i had it and i was mad because gta 3 i want to say that was out at the around the same time was on the playstation but not the dreamcast and i remember hearing rumors or reading something i don't know if it was true but it was like oh it's not powerful enough you know that can't handle making a city that big or whatever <laughs> and then I would play Crazy Taxi, and I was like, whatever. It could do this. Crazy Taxi's a big city. It can handle this. It can't do it can't do GTA. Well, I feel like whatever. that was a big city. Crazy Taxi, yeah. But it was all pre-programmed, right? Like GTA, you know, had to keep track of all the NPCs that were moving around and Yeah, certainly. <clears throat> but uh. whereas Crazy Taxi is more focused. Gosh. I really do miss that game. I just miss the Dreamcast. I want an updated Crazy Taxi. I want modern 2020. I want someone to make a new Crazy Taxi. Uh, somebody, I don't care if it's Sega. Uh, hey, you know what? You could Sega. probably download like a... Hey, don't you think... Surely somebody out there for GTA 4 or 5 has just made a little Crazy Taxi mod. I would be willing to bet you there is a Crazy Taxi minigame already in the game somewhere. It's a great idea. I'm pretty sure there was in, um, what was the Miami one? Uh, Vice? Vice City? Vice City. I'm pretty sure there was something like that in Vice City. Pretty sure. Yeah. And of course it has the GTA spin on it where you're supposed to like run people over or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Get them coins. Classy license. <laughs> Love Get a voiceover time. pack. <laughs> yes. Man. Oh man, man! I just miss. I think I just miss Sega. You know like, what? I, think- I did too, 
And I didn't realize it until today when I went and saw Sonic the movie. Sonic, see, I set I set that up, that segue, man. I know. And I'm spiking it. We're like a volleyball Yeah. Team. Boom. So good. Um, yeah, I heard it was terrible. But I want it okay. to be good. I heard the same thing. Would it when they originally did the trailer? It was like the laughing stock of the internet because that Sonic that they created was <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Oh terrifying yeah. is the word all I kinds use. of comparisons and oh yeah, I saw it. All. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was. So then they went back and they read human it, eyes it and much teeth. better. Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nightmare, Sonic. It looks much better. You know when they he looks like he does in the cartoons now and the later games. And then it was still kind of the joke, right? Like, haha, Sonic movie is going to be dumb, whatever. And then as it right before it came out, I slowly started reading and hearing things that like people were saying. Actually, it's not that bad. Actually, it's pretty entertaining. Actually, I thought the it's idea of good. Jim Carrey as Eggman was a great idea. He was amazing. He was like classic Jim Carrey, this whole movie. And it was genuinely funny. Um, I laughed multiple times through this movie. It was very entertaining. Uh, I took the kids to see it and they had a blast. We came home and played some Sonic afterwards. It was fun. (laughs) That's why they (laughs) made it. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing. I'm not going to spoil anything in the movie for you, but or for anybody else for that matter even though you're probably listening to this at some point in the future, which is why we talked about time travel anyway. Yeah. So when it starts up, okay. So, you know, how like the Marvel movies and stuff, they've created this like whole Marvel universe and there's like Marvel studios that makes movies. And like, that's all they do is they, they, you know, and DC did kind of the same thing. Right. You tried. I think, I think Sega is doing the same thing because when this starts up, it, it, it says, um, you know, does the Sega on the screen, and like, okay, that's awesome. And then it goes into like this, I don't even remember what it said, but it was a name of like a film studio that sounded like it was a Sega film studio. And the way it kind of presented it, I kind of had this moment of, oh my gosh, are they creating like a Sega film universe thing? Like, are we going to do more? Like take classic Sega games and turn them into movies? I'm on board for that. Uh, let's do it. Dude, we're going to finally several. get that Ristar movie. Let's go. How do you say it? I don't know. Ristar? I've always said Rystar. I don't know which one's right. I just, I've always, in my head, I've always pronounced it Rystar. So maybe it's Ristar. I don't know. Mm. I, that, I don't think hey, I've ever played it. I'm just so. glad you caught the reference. Yeah, it's new a Ristar guy. Yeah. yeah, I know. Maybe Vector some Comic Man. Zone. I'll t- ooh. Mm. Heck yeah. That could be a good one. Yeah, Eternal Altered Champions. Beast, the cartoon, the movie. No, no, we don't no. talk about Altered Beast. That's a terrible oh. game. Oh come on, I liked it. It's terrible. I also beat it. It's, t- it's well, then you're a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it was great, but I mean, when it came out, it was a launch title. Yeah, I want, I want Kid Chameleon. Mm. There's a classic Sega I game that I that. love. Oh man, such good like grimy sound effects in that in that game. Oh, it's so good. Well, that's that's it's like Genesis for you, right? Like when yeah, but when you think of like classic Genesis sounds, Kid Chameleon has all of them. It was it mm, love that game. Um, so Sonic better than the the original Super Mario Brothers movie? I'm just not even going to answer that. Yeah. Just curious. I'm curious, like where the where the 
I, you know? I'm appalled. Is it a you, B you movie? Is it a B plus? Is it an A minus? Is it a triple I, A? I'm, I'm completely shocked that you would even draw a comparison between 2020 brand new high tech modern movie making Sonic with one of the greatest video game movies ever made in the Super Mario Brothers movie. How dare you? Hmm. It's like a Scorsese. You are somehow implying that the Super Mario Brothers movie is not good. Is that what you're implying? I was because asking. I'll have you know if Sonic <laughs> achieved those heights <laughs> or failed. Well, he didn't have the same jump boots that they did. So I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I watched it for the first time oh six or seven months ago at a friend's house. Oh. Uh, whoo. <laughs> Rough? That movie's rough. Ooh. But it's like, okay, there are some movies that are are bad, but they're still good. They're like ironically good. Like this the original one of TMNT. Those movies. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, now I was joking about the whole Mario <laughs> thing. You will, I will not sit here and let you sully the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I will fight you over the internet right now. How does that hit you in your heartstrings? Ah, uh, I'd love that movie. That movie's <laughs> Some pretty great suits. Oh, absolutely horrible, they, but it's a They don't make rubber movie. like that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, they did in the sequel. <laughs> Any, well, not, so, not, in, not in the modern sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made it worse. Um <laughs> No, I love that original TMNT movie. I love the Shredder. I love I love Splinter in that movie. Oh, it's so good. That movie's great. Um, yeah, the Mario movies. Uh, ooh, mm. Like it's funny, you know, in a way that. But you're like you. It's obvious they didn't think it was going to be like they were. They thought it was going to be great. Like they were like, oh, this is good stuff. Did they really? Nope. Oh, I think so. Wow. I, I I don't think they realized how bad it was when they were making it, but it was really bad. Oh, it's really bad. But it's still it's still something that you should see. One that I haven't seen that's in that same vein is the Street Fighter movie. I would like to see that one. Like the original one? Yeah, with um Oh man. The guy who played Go uh I'm totally blanket on his name. I could see his face. Anyway, it'll pop into my head like 20 minutes from now. So, but yeah, Sonic is good. Original Mario movie, not good, but you should still watch it. It has Dennis Hopper in it for crying out loud. It's great. <clears throat> but should I watch it? I don't know. But I, I wonder if they're going to like do more Sega movies like that. Just like I would be on board for that. And I will say, without too much of a spoiler, there is a stinger at the end of the Sonic movie that heavily implies there will be a sequel. So, actually, couple, but still, really good. I'm on board. It was it was good. It was. I didn't know what to expect going in. It's got like a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's good. good. It's an actual good movie. It's very entertaining. It struck me as something that would fit in to the Sonic Adventure universe where Sonic interacts with real people. Yeah. I mean that's what, exactly what it is. Is there is there a is there a romance between a hedgehog 
and a human woman in this movie. Mm, no. So they haven't gone there yet. But I mean, that was I, definitely I, Sonic I, Adventure. I, I, that, I would that. hope they don't. But, uh, <laughs> ooh, no, there's none of that. <laughs> hmm. No, I mean, it looks it, movie. So. It looks good. I I it's, wanted to see it. Really I thought it was good. funny. It came out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, honey, I want to let's have a let's have a date. What do you want to go see? Sonic? Wait, what? Um. Hey, it's about rings. Ha. <laughs> they're like, no. They're like we know the perfect. This is the perfect movie for the people that are alone on Valentine's Day because. <laughs> Those sorts of people are alone because they would come to see this movie. No. <laughs> I just mean, you know, the single adult males. They're like, the single wow. adult males that would come to see this movie don't have dates. Hey, there's so. probably a lot of people out there who are not alone, who have somebody, and they have fond memories of playing these games together. I mean, it, it just... You have to be the right age. Not on right? a Valentine's Day, to, though. I don't think. There's two kinds of people who are going to see the Sonic movie, okay? There are, well, three kinds. There are the kids, because it's a kid's movie. There are the parents who are taking their kids who have never heard of Sonic. They're just like, my kids want to see it. And then there are the people who are actually going for the nostalgia hit, right? Because they remember playing the Sonic games when they were current and good. Yes. Which was a long time ago. And that group has a subgroup. Of the adult people who are alone, wished they had kids, so Why they had an that excuse to, to go see the movie and not feel silly. Which I don't think you should what? feel silly, but I'm sure there are those people out there that are like, listen, that love listen. kids' movies, but only go if they can bring a kid with them. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm pointing right now. I don't know if you can see me pointing. I'm pointing at you through the internet. You should go see this movie and not feel ashamed about it. You should not By feel ashamed myself. about seeing this movie. Who not just you, anybody. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> I'm looking at you, audience. Don't feel ashamed. This is a good movie. It's funny. It's entertaining. Jim Carrey's amazing. You should go see this movie. There, it I looks fun. It, it, it is. looks fun. And I, I and I heard that the guy that did Sonic, which his name is slipping me at the moment, but he uh he did a lot of ad-lib. He was lines great for Sonic. I think he's a comedian. Yeah, I don't know if he does the voice in the cartoons or not, but he was—he sounded very believable. Like it sounded like the way I imagine Sonic would sound. So I'm on board with it. And I, mean, I think Sonic, Sonic games Sonic eats chili dogs. So there you go. And you were complaining about Sonic games, but did you not like Sonic Generations? Um, it was all right. I don't I like, like 3D platforming most of the time anyway, and I really don't like Sonic 3D platforming, and there was a fair bit of that in there. I like old school 2D um, Sonic. But I thought Genesis was primarily the old school. Like, not only did it have uh, alternate between new and old Sonic you mean and generations? classic 2D levels, but even even the 3D levels were the the more, the newer Sonic 3D where it's essentially 3D on rails. Yeah, I don't like that. Where it's like I you're not like those. you're not spending even necessarily a lot of time in a 3D perspective. It's more sometimes you are, but it yeah, keeps I'd, it keeps you playing like a Sonic level. I know what you're talking about, and I'm I'm not a fan of those. They're fine. They just don't do it for me. I like I like the original Sonic, Sonic Two, and Sonic Three. Those are my those are the three for me. 
I actually like a lot of the newer, of course, newer to me means like after the Genesis, which many of those are not actually new anymore. Um, but I was a, I was a fan of a lot of them. I beat. I'll tell you what. Sonic Unleashed. See, I never played any of those. I don't really. I never really played any Sonic much after the Genesis. I played those first three, and then I kind of moved away from it. I grew out of it, I guess. So I never played the Sonic Adventure games on the Dreamcast. I've seen them. I have no desire to play them. Um, I, I have played Sonic CD, which has probably one of the coolest intro videos of all time. With one of the best sounds or best music uh, intro songs of all time, so great. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Sonic CD Sonic Boom, and be prepared to be amazed at the amazingness. I used I used to I used to own that Sonic track. Boom Sonic Boom, so great. He runs up these giant chain. It's like it's the most anime thing ever. But he's like, <laughs> like the. Like he's on his planet and then there's a moon or something that's Dr. Robotnik's moon. It's all robot moon and it's like chained to his planet and he like runs up the chains to like destroy it. It's awesome. It's so good. Man. And that's the last one you've played. Probably. That, that's the Sonic that I like. I, man, I... I will not argue that it did not have serious problems because it totally did, but I very much liked and enjoyed Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. I, I know that, you've talked about it a lot. Played that on release. Um, I didn't play nearly as much as much Sonic Adventure two for for some reason. And if you guys re- if you recall, it was a time I think we were actually on Xbox Live or something, and I got bet or dared or something. To play the most broken Sonic game ever, Sonic the Hedgehog for Xbox 360. Um, and I think I bet, I think I bet a friend of ours 50 bucks that I could beat it that day. And he took me up on it because it was so broken. Did you make $50? And, uh, no, I beat it <laughs> the next day. Oh, <laughs> man. So close. And it was super broken. But afterwards, I was like, I still, I still liked that. And then I played Sonic I Unleashed, that which is the totally the one where he Sonic turns into a werehog Ugh. at night. And see, I don't, I didn't play anything with Shadow in it, <coughs> or or what Big the Cat isn't that the that big purple cat? Uh, big the Cat's Ugh. in Sonic Adventure. Yeah, Ugh. gross. That's the it's the worst thing about Sonic Adventure is whenever you have to play any of the other characters. Any of right. You have to play as Amy, to play you have to Sonic play as game. Tails, you have to play yes. as Big the Cat. I didn't like uh. playing as Tails in Sonic 2. I mean, I like it when he was there, because he's just like, he just kept dying over and over, and I'm like, whatever, but I don't want to play as him. Did you not play Sonic Generations or have that? I have it. Okay, I thought so. I never, I, don't, I maybe got like halfway, I don't remember. It was cool, and I've played, I have the first episode of Sonic 4, which was on the 360 as well. I When I was young, I was kind of a Sonic uh Hater, I I didn't hate it. Like I thought, I was like, okay, this is cool. But I was a as, huge fan of Mario. As a Nintendo fanboy that you are, I could see. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I felt like the level design Sega wasn't as good as Nintendo was, and I was like, you're going so fast, you're just pressing a button now and then. Heck like, yeah, 
blast processing. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah, Sega does what Nintendo. It's like this don't. is more like a racing game. Whatever, whatever. This is no racing game. But Sonic was awesome. He had attitude. He had tood. Are there are there many things, regardless of what anybody thinks about the franchise? Is there anything that's that is quite so iconic as Green Hill Zone? Like no that, that initial that music, music that initial yep. zone. I, still I can hear that at any day. point and feel happy inside. Well, then you will like this movie. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I st- I still have I have that memory of that very first day with my Genesis because you know it came packed in with that original Sonic, right? It had a little label that says "Not for resale" or "Not for sale" or something like <laughs> that on it. Which, of course, now you can find everywhere for sale. Um, <clears throat> I remember, I remember booting up that Genesis with that Sonic game in there, and just hearing that music right off. The, oh, it still takes me back. I love it. Sitting on my floor, on my bedroom. Great. It was really, really fun. I love Sonic. I like Sonic. Okay, I'm just there. It is. I don't like all the Sonic stuff. I haven't watched the cartoons. You like I don't Sonic like all the modern games. I like, like the Sonic first three 3. Sonic games. I like the character. I like what it's about. And this movie was good. So, what's new with you? <laughs> <laughs> what's new with me? It's, yeah. I mean, I... Whew. Sega. Played a oh, lot okay. of Stardew Valley. Oh. Where'd that come from? The, the kids... Um, I mean, when that game came out, I had played through and beat it, and because I was a fan of the original Harvest Moon. There's no beating Star Stardew Valley. It doesn't end. There, it does actually. I mean, Uh, in a sense. Yeah, right. You go through and you complete the story, and you can get credits, and you can also have bought everything in the game, done everything, and have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. And you're like, well, I mean, I could technically continue to play this. But there is literally nothing for me to do. Listen, it's a game that makes you think, maybe I could be a farmer. Yeah, well, except I went the other route. I as soon as I as soon as I hit hops, I just <laughs> oh. amassed hops and then just I just had a brewery. And I thought you were gonna say something else. Boatloads of money. I thought you were going to be like, I went the other way. I just sold out to Joja Mart right off the bat. Just That's the one thing drunk. I haven't done. I don't know anybody who has, actually. I'm not even sure what it does. I I kind of want to, and I was just, I went into the Joja Mart to buy the to buy the membership, and basically everybody in the room was like, "No, <laughs> don't do that! Don't sell your soul to sell oh your yeah, sell your soul to corporate." Well, so they added the four player multiplayer, and it's been there for a while. And okay. oh, I thought it was just two player. I didn't know. No, it was four. it's four. Well, and evidently, if you're on PC, you can hack the save file, and if you hack the save file. And I guess it's just like an XML file or something. I haven't looked at it. But you can just place another player's house somewhere in the world. And then they'll let you join another player. So you can make it (laughs) even more players. Nice. And that's just, uh, I'm assuming that's what you've done. I didn't because I got it because the kids ended up getting, buying it when they got some money. They each bought it for their Switch so they could play it together. And so a week a or so ago, game. I said, "Hey, I'll get it too, and then and then I'll play with you guys. We can all play." Uh, I have it on PC and Switch, and now it's on 
Xbox Game Pass, so you can just play it on there if you want to. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, they're they're kind of experts at it. I forgot most of what I knew about it. Maybe it's not on Game Pass. I might have said that wrong. Anyway, it doesn't seem like it would be, but I'm not gonna argue. No, I don't know why I thought that. Let's scratch that. And so anyway, your kids are playing but, it on their Switches. Man, my my youngest seven year old son he he loves it, and evidently he's way too he's 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 a dedicated fisherman. And we'll be playing basically the first year, probably the first two seasons, just the first spring and summer, we had already done most of the things. It's like we upgraded the house and we built a barn and a coop and we did all these things because he would just come home on a day and he'd be like, all right, I just, I went fishing and uh, I made $10,000 in like one Whoa. day. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> he I'm was fishing. way ahead of everybody and everything. And he was Dude, just joining so my hard. world. And and just the other day, I, I needed money for something. He was like, oh, I'll give you some money because you can go to the mayor's house and you can transfer money. And just popped up on the screen, Jacob is giving you $25,000. I'm like, what the heck, Jacob? He's like, yeah, I don't need it anyway. I don't use it. So that's so... what we've been playing. Do you have to, so I know when you guys were doing Minecraft, you ended up having to build like, you had to like go into cheat mode or whatever, just to build this, like these like private areas for everybody where they could store their stuff because your kids are stealing stuff from each other. Right. Do you have, do you you a have the ability to do something like that in Stardew Valley and B, is it a problem? If not, um, it is somewhat of a problem. You cannot do it. What you, what you can do is say that, your money is not shared because it defaults to having everybody having a shared pool of money. So essentially what we've gotten around by that is everybody puts a chest in front of their house and color codes it because you can color the chests, And then we know that's, that's yours. And also whatever's in your house is yours. And so that mostly works in conjunction with not allowing the youngest daughter to play with us. <laughs> oh, is she the one that causes the problems? <laughs> Primarily, yeah. Listen, she's not she's not stealing. It's just community goods. She's it's just community a socialist. Goods, yes. And, <laughs> she's just like, and, listen, this is for the better of the community. I need yeah. this rock right now. I know and you harvested son, it from the mine, but it's I need it. Yeah. The youngest son will also <laughs> do that, but not as much. Not as not as much and not as bad. And he's fairly generous anyway um she we were gonna let her play but it turns out in order to have a new player join you actually have to go in and remove one of the players houses which basically kicks them out of the game and then you can invite another person in like you can rebuild the house and then invite a new person in which will wipe out anything that they've done (laughs) the other person's done hmm so the three older kids started playing before we realized that that was the case. And so now we don't do that. But they have a separate world that's like, it's the girls' world. And so oftentimes the girls will go play together and then the boys will join my oh, world. Oh, no boys allowed. No boys allowed. Well, and literally they're not because of there's only so many spots in a world and once they're filled, nobody can join. So... So, okay, so they're all on the Switch. Is that where you're playing it as well with them? Yeah, there's no crossplay. 
Okay, that was my. I was question. annoyed that there was no crossplay. Because <laughs> partly because thinking... I wanted to modify the save file <laughs> and have everybody play. Um, because I'm always looking for a game that I can play co-op with my kids. Uh, my daughter's not super interested in video games. Um, my son obviously is, and I'm 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 always like I'll introduce something like oh we can play this co-op or co-player together or two player or whatever. And we'll do it like one or two sessions and then there's just no interest. So I'm like, okay, that one didn't yeah. grab him or that one you know, just didn't work for some reason. So let's try another one. Uh, the latest one I've tried is Destiny 2, which that one has seemed to pique his interest quite a bit. Um, so we've been playing that off and on. And in the process, I remembered how much I like playing Destiny. Man, that's a really good game. We've tried mine. He likes Minecraft, but for some reason... I guess I just don't care for Minecraft that much because it just doesn't do anything for me. Stardew Valley seems like it would be fun. I think he could get into that. But yeah, now that you're saying there's no crossplay, I'm thinking I don't know how that would work. And your daughter wouldn't like Stardew? Seems like she would. Yeah, that one could be something that she like. She likes doing Mario Kart once in a while and she likes doing stuff like that, but she's not super into like she, if she does play a video game, it's for like 20 minutes and then she's good. She's done. How about Animal Crossing? Oh man, I cannot wait for Animal Crossing. I was hoping you'd bring that up. That's 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 same screen. I player, know. I, I love Animal Crossing so much. I'm super hyped for this new one that's coming out. I think in March. I think it comes out next month. Oh. I feel like Stardew has a lot in. Now I have to look. Yes. Um. But like you, you mentioned fishing, fishing in Stardew Valley is an exercise in absolute frustration. Maybe it gets easier. I don't know. Oh, they I've do never it pretty stuck good. With it long enough. The, the whole like keeping the green bar in the oh geez, I just can't. Have um, you done much of that? Because it's interesting how they do that. Like I'm the more you fish, it. the more you fish, the more you can tell. Like you can tell what kind of fish it is. Like I'll cast it out. And that meter will come up and the fish will start bouncing around. I'll be like, ah, oh, gosh, dang it. This is a pike. Those are such an annoying fish to catch. And then I'll throw it out again and it'll be real simple, real slow. And I'm like, ah, oh, this must be a sun perch. See, it's nice. And I casual. much prefer the fishing in Animal Crossing where you can see the fish under the water and you have to like get it just right. And, uh, and you, yeah, that is fun. I love that it. is fun. I will tell you that um, they give you different. You can get different rods in Stardew. Then you can start getting baits and tackle that do different things um, to affect that bar. One of them will even automate it. You buy this one attachment. I think it wears out eventually, but it's like, yeah, this is just going to track the fish for you. That's great. Like, like when you when you catch a fish, it's, it's just going to reel it in for you. <laughs> um, does Stardew have to be, is it local uh, play only or does it work over the internet? It has local and online. Okay, so we could play sometime together. Yeah. Okay. My biggest problem with Stardew Valley, I okay, first of all, I love Stardew Valley. Everything about it. The visuals, the sound, the music, the the premise of the game, the whole thing. Absolutely love it. I play it for about three days and then I'm just like, I I can't do this anymore because <laughs> I either I get real frustrated with like, I want to go mining, but you can't make it very far because then you get run out of energy and you pass out in the mines. Uh, and I know all this stuff is mitigated later as you get 
you know, better at doing things and you, you unlock more stuff. Upgrade your tools so it takes less yeah. energy. Get started even, drops so you have more energy. Even upgrading Make your tools food. takes forever. Like, it's just it everything does. in the game takes so long. But the, that's not even my biggest problem with Stardew Valley. And it's not Stardew Valley's fault. My biggest problem with it, like any game of that style, is after about three or four days of playing it, I kind of had this nagging feeling like, I should probably be doing something more productive with my time. Like... <laughs> Maybe I should do a, you know, plant a real garden. <laughs> maybe I should do this stuff for yeah. real. Or maybe I should go finish installing those doors in my house like I played into <laughs> a year ago. Or maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe so I it's should not, play it's in the So it's not basement. really that you should be doing something more productive than Stardew. It's that Stardew is, because of what you do in the game, it makes you realize how yes. how, how how playing a video game like in all intents and purposes, in Stardew, you're being you're being from a video game sense, you're being very productive. Like yes. you're accomplishing a lot and you're working a lot, and you're like, man, now I feel lazy. Yes, in this video game. Exactly, and that's one of the reasons I think I told you recently that I'm kind of swearing off, and it's just the stage of my life that I'm in, I'm sure. But I'm kind of swearing off games that are real open ended like that, right? Because of that sensation. Like for me. To play but isn't a that a great sensation to get you motivated to do something else? It is. And I'm totally... You're like, I don't want video games that remind me there's work to do. <laughs> but I'm totally at odds because I'll sit here and play Destiny 2 for six hours on a Saturday and I'm fine with that, which there's no point to that either. So I'm a hypocrite. I get it. But... Hey, I paused playing Stardew today to go outside and chop some trees up. So. <laughs> but like, it's, I don't, and I don't know what it is in my brain... Maybe it's just the activities that you're doing in the game. Playing Destiny for three hours never makes me feel like, oh, I'm wasting time. I should do something more productive in real life. But playing a game like Stardew Valley absolutely does. And I think it's because you're doing like chores, right? You're doing like you're planting crops, you're chopping trees, you're doing this, you're, you're running to the store, you're doing. Th and I'm just like, <laughs> I should be, I should really be doing something else. Oh, man. And I'm such a min-maxer in that game. Oh, um, don't even get me started. Not not to the worst degree, but I'm definitely where it is. No, I need, I like, this is the first day of spring. I need to plant <laughs> all of these things. I need to make sure that, you know, it's like, if there's four days left in spring, I'm planting parsnips right now because I can then have a full harvest at the very last day of spring. So... Doing that, I stuff. am not a min maxer in any game I ever play. I'm just I'm the opposite. Like in an RPG, I don't want to min max. I want to make my character realistic, right? Nobody's exactly you know nobody's got perfect strength or perfect dexterity. Like I just want to make it like a well rounded person, and I do that in almost every game I play except Stardew Valley, and I don't do it intentionally. <laughs> and I and I go into it thinking this time. Because I've probably started a farm over on different platforms like three or four times, and I'm like, this time, I'm just gonna, go, I'm just gonna look. There's no timer in this game. There's no, no rush. <laughs> this game's all about relaxing and just, just enjoying it. Man, that first day of spring hits. I'm like you. I'm like, no, I gotta get these seeds and they gotta get planted in this. You're like, oh crap, I missed a day of watering. Ah, and I just, I can't. I don't know what it is about that game. Makes you makes you makes you feel 
like you should be responsible, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I want. I just had a great idea. It, it's right. probably a terrible idea, but it's an idea. I want a game like Stardew Valley that you play, but as you're playing it, you're actually being responsible in real life at the same time. <laughs> Gamify your everyday responsibilities in like Stardew Valley type way so that you're playing a game, but you're actually getting stuff done around your house at the same time. Good luck with Mind that. Mind blown. <laughs> Dude, uh, I would have the cleanest house. I would have everything would be immaculate. It'd be perfect. It'd be great. I think I saw something like that, man. I'm going to have to look it up. I think I saw something that does that sort of thing um, <laughs> to, ev to everyday chores. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I should look into that. And then I, then I didn't. I mean, I don't want just like an app on my phone that, that like simulates it. Like I want to be sitting on my couch playing Stardew Valley, but somehow I'm also like taking care of all the stuff around all the projects around my house that I want to get done. It's it's really interesting playing multiplayer because you see different personalities too, and you realize it's like, oh, I'm such a I'm such a an adult playing this because <laughs> I'm playing with the kids and you know, my youngest son, it's like the next day starts, I come out, I'm like, we need to water this shared garden we have made. I was like, where are you? He's like, I'm at the ocean fishing. I'm like, <laughs> already? Right now? <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then he'll come in, he'll be like, well, it's like 8.30, we should go to bed. And I can get up and go fishing tomorrow morning. Like, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like your crops. And so they were all die. annoyed, they were all annoyed with me because because everybody wants to pick the vegetables as soon as they grow. But nobody necessarily wants to plant them more so than, than anything else. But every day when you have to water this massive garden, everybody's like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. I want to go fish. Oh, I don't want to do that. I want to go mine. Well, so that's I'm a like, great analogy. That's a great analog for real life, right? Everybody wants the reward. Everybody wants the, mm -hmm. the outcome, but they don't want to put the work in to get it, right? <laughs> Nice. Oh yeah, and so everybody's happy. It's like you check the you check you can check the weather. It's like tomorrow's rainy. It's like yes, we don't have to water the garden. We can do whatever we want. So they're all happy. But then what was really funny is we hit winter where you can't grow anything, especially in the first year. You don't even have the greenhouse or anything. And we're like halfway through winter, and both the boys are like, "Oh, I can't wait till spring so we can do more stuff." I'm like, literally, the only extra thing is gardening. That you can't do in the winter. And that's the thing that you guys don't want to do. <laughs> but it's like somehow a couple game weeks of freedom and they were tired of it. They were tired of all this freedom. Ugh. Too much why freedom. Can I, why can't I grow some vegetables and be forced to water them? Of course, now we don't have to do that too because like before spring was over, we'd gotten all the way down to the bottom of the mine, like level 120. All these other things, got all this material and built automatic sprinklers. By the time like summer rolled around, and no, we're not even watering the garden anymore. Damn. You're gonna make so me it. play this game again, and I hate you for it. <laughs> Son of They've added a lot of things, which I'm surprised. Like random things come up, and I'm like, that was definitely not in the game before. Here's the thing. I wanna play thing. it I wanna play it cooperatively with someone like you. And it doesn't have to be you. Just, I want to play cooperatively co yeah, cooperatively with somebody 
so that I'm not the only one that has to water the thing. So I'm not the only one. So we can like get more done. Like that's what I'm thinking, right? Is oh, if there's two of us, we can get way more stuff. And done. it does, and it totally does work. Good. I realize that I'm that, like that whole min maxing I mindset is in me though. When one of them's like, "Hey, can I use some of these vegetables to to make this food so I can stay in the mine longer?" And I'm like, "No, we have to take all of this harvest." And turn it back into seeds so we can make a bigger garden so we can sell that and get more to make a bigger garden. <laughs> Can't we go in and turn all this into food Where and just eat our money? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, Basically, it ends for me when the section of ground that's directly below your house is all garden. It's like, yeah, I know there's a whole extra section of the map. I could go super crazy with, but I'm not going to. That's can too you, much. This is my artificial limit. Can you move buildings around? You can. Because I don't think you could do that originally. And so you had to like plan your farm out. And if you put something in the wrong spot or just haphazardly put something, then it was like later you're like, oh, why did I put that barn there? Ugh, now I yes, can't it's fit very in. annoying. Now you can move yeah. anything at any time, even even your multiplayer houses. You can just gra- go... Go to the person that builds the stuff. Oh, and you yes. See, move that's around. another thing that's annoying, right? Oh, I want to move this. I have to run across the map. And by run, I mean crawl to snail space across the map to Robin's house. And I have to talk to Rob. Hey, Robin, can I? Yeah, okay. And oh, then she'll but be you there showed up too days. late. <laughs> okay, yes. You showed up too early. <laughs> I was like, son, <laughs> drives me crazy. Like, I get it. I understand what it's simulating. And it's beautiful for doing it. And it's a great game. But man, this stuff drives me insane. I loved Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo, and I didn't think that they ever made a game as good as that again. Um, didn't they just make a new Harvest Moon? I want to say I they, saw they made lots Harvest of Harvest Moons, but they didn't get better. <laughs> Stardew Valley to me is like Harvest Moon Two. Like, no, there's like there's a Harvest, Harvest Moon, Moon Two that should have been. It's a uh, yeah, Harvest yeah. Moon game for the Switch called Light there of is. Hope. Yeah, there's there's been all kinds, but I think that they've been mostly garbage. I love the 16-bit style and the 16-bit look. See, I never played Harvest Moon. I never even really knew what Harvest Moon was because I had no interest. I just never, I never played it. And so when Stardew Valley came out, uh, some friends of ours, uh, one in particular, uh, he was, I, I didn't know again. And I just mentioned to him, I was like, hey, have you heard about this game, Stardew Valley? This thing's pretty cool. And he flipped his, he flipped out when he saw it. <laughs> And I was like, what is wrong with you? He goes, oh my, it's like a brand new Harvest Moon. I was like, what the heck's that? He goes, oh, he started telling me about Harvest Moon and how that he played so much of it on the Super Nintendo and it was one of his favorite games ever. Um, And I said, so you're getting started Valley? He goes, I already bought it. Like before we even finished the conversation, <laughs> he had bought it. Uh, and he has played a <laughs> lot of it. Hey, then he that means that it. maybe he'd co-op. Uh, he totally would, I'm sure. I'm, I yeah. guarantee you he would if I asked him to. Well, yeah, if you if you would go back and somehow, <laughs> I guess you could also just watch a video, but if you played the Super Nintendo Harvest Moon, not really not any of the other ones, but if you played the Super Nintendo Harvest Moon, you would be like, oh my gosh, that is Star, that's like, that's Stardew Valley, like 1.0. It looks like a beta or whatever of what is Stardew. <laughs> so, so very similar. I mean, you're going to come out and you're, oh, look, there's rocks and there's down trees. 
and there's this overgrown grass, like when you start with your town, I mean, with your farm, and you got to clear it off so you can plant a garden. Like, it looks all the same. All the same tools, all the same, all of those things. Stardew Valley has way more stuff in it, of course. But uh, even even the art style looks really similar. You know what I find most amazing about Stardew Valley? It was a guy, he was going through college, computer science degree, and he started working on this just as a something to do for fun and to learn. And for the, the same that, reasons, like <clears throat> because he loved the original Harvest Moon and they yeah. didn't make another one like that. But he just needed a way to, he was wanting a way to put into application the things that he was learning to, so that he could practice them. Yeah. And he started building. So he, that engine is completely built from scratch by him. All he, but he did all the music as well. He did all the artwork as well. Like everything. Like it's just one guy. And when he finally got done with it, they asked him like, are you going to make more stuff? He's like, absolutely. I have all these ideas for other games that I want to make. And then it got hugely popular, hugely successful. There's and no people, way he's not a multi-million dollar. And people wanted, you know, all these different additions to the game. And, you know, can you add this and can you change this and add this feature? And so then he came out. He was like, you know what? I love this game so much and I love the community. I'm just going to keep working on Stardew Valley. And that's like all he's ever done. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure he's made. He recently announced that he, that, that he has a, a upcoming announcement about a new game. But told people not to get too crazy. It's not. Not some massive thing. Don't get so, too too excited. Well, to be but, fair, Stardew Valley wasn't some massive thing at the beginning either. I I feel like what he was trying to say is this is not Stardew Valley two. Yeah, right. So, so don't get your hopes up. I I want to see what else he can come up with because I love his vision. I like the way he does it. It's very cool. But I just love that it's one guy. And I know there are other games that have been made by one person. Um, that Metroid one that comes to mind. I can't remember the name of it right now. By Thomas Happ was the guy that made Axiom Verge. Yes, that one. Uh, He did all the visuals, all the art, all the music, all the animation, all the coding himself too, which is again another amazing video game. Like Fez, also he's also working on another one. Fez is also fantastic, but that was not one guy. So, no, I thought Fez was no. It was Phil Fish. Uh, Mr. Phil Fish. He was the the idea guy, and I think he helped with. A lot of some of the art, but there was another guy who did the, the art, and there was another guy who was the main programmer. I think it was three people. Now, briefly, because I mean, about time to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but I did play another game recently on the Switch, which I bought on Extreme Sale. I think it was like ninety percent off. I had wanted to try it out. Um, maybe you've already played it. It's called uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Oh yeah, I have that on multiple platforms. <laughs> I had to play it before. It's kind game. of interesting. I've only played it maybe, I don't know, maybe an hour. That game is so good. It's pretty. I I don't know if I. I mean, with only being an hour in, I don't know if I I I fully grasped all of what it is. But I do, I think the concept is neat. So it's just a moving and attacking to the beat and stuff. Yeah, it's a rhythm game kind crossed of, with a dungeon crawler. Yeah. Um. I I mean, I don't even feel like the beat stuff is really really stands out. Like. I suppose maybe if someone was playing it and just had no concept of beat and music that it would be like, oh, what's this thing? But it just feels so, like a game so far that, so far, I, and I think maybe because it's just the beginning where I'm hoping that it branches out, but it's just like, yeah, it's a game that, um, that makes, that forces me to move slower. 
I mean, yeah, you don't have I, to move on. I the want beat. to move across, but I can't because I have to time my presses. One, two. So you don't three, have to. Four, for one, five. You just you get a you get a multiplier on your score if you if you stay on the beat, but you don't have to. No, stay it won't on the even beat. move though. Oh yeah, I mean you. No, if, if I hit right, if I hit, hit, hit if it, if the beat is going boom, boom, sure. boom, and in that time I go like right, 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 right. I'm still only going to move three spaces. Once uh, okay, that's true. Um, but you don't have to stay on the beat, is what I'm saying. Like, you can... No, you can screw that up. Oh, yeah. So but then you're being inefficient. But different levels like, have different... Depending on what the song is, right? Different levels have different tempo. So some you're moving fast and some you're not. It just depends. And that definitely varies. The boss fights are intense because of that. Um, I don't think I've gotten a boss fight, and I've played enough... Some of the that, boss fights are great. ...that I've gone through... And like, I, I think I've got up to five hearts and a few things where I started to see like, oh, this is going to open up because it's a rogue light. Like I'm going to, I'm going to cycle through these things and die and then upgrade and expand these things so that I can get further and then they'll build on those mechanics. And so it sounds interesting. Um, so I haven't played a heck of a lot. So I don't think I've gotten a boss, right? There, Like there's been a dragon that I've killed, but it was just yeah, in a so room. It wasn't the, the, the dragons are the mini bosses, but you'll know when you get to a boss, like they make an introduction of it. Um, I won't spoil them for you. They're pretty, does the switch good. one. I thought the switch one was supposed to have some, some Zelda mixed in there. Nope. Or is that a separate game? That is a separate game called cadence of Hyrule. Ah, yeah. is that similar or is it by the same people? It's, it's the same people. Yeah. Okay. They got permission well from done. Nintendo basically to to do it. But I think it only um, cost me three bucks. But so. Cadence of Hyrule is kind of like in uh, 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 Link to the Past, like the 16-bit look. So it's really good. Um, the best part about Crypt of the Necrodancer, though, is the soundtrack is done by Mr. Danny Baranowski, who I know you've heard me talk about before, uh, or Danny B, as he goes by. Because he is a noted video game composer, and he's really good. I love his style. Um, Got some. Of he his also music. did. He also did uh, Super Meat Boy. So that's also his mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> and I think, I think the Binding of Isaac is also him. But I never played that one. So anyway, Man. yeah, I love the soundtrack to Crypt of the Necrodancer. Really good. That, that's a fun like pickup game. Like if you've only got twenty minutes to play something, it's good. Yeah, I, I was hoping fun. you weren't going to bring up the Zelda one because I didn't know if you knew about it, and so I was going to drop that on you and be like, "Oh, by the way, did be you like, know? blow your mind?" I know, right? <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. So yeah, man, that's right. that's it though. That's all I've been playing. That's it. Well, that, yeah. there you go. Destiny and Hyrule. No, not higher. <laughs> Jeez. And not Destiny. I mean, I think uh, you've been playing Destiny. I have. It is my destiny to play Destiny. I just like to, Ooh, there's a rough. there's a comfort. I can't I cannot explain it. I don't know. I don't know if it's a destiny thing or if it's a bungee thing. But there's something bungee. about destiny when I boot it up and I see those menus and I hear the music. And I hear just the ambience of like the levels that you're in and like the world that you're in. There's something about destiny. It just feels like a warm blanket. It's just, it's just comforting to me. I don't, I cannot explain it. I absolutely. It kind of gives me the game. warm halo fuzzy feels without a little the halo. bit. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. 
I like it. Listen, I love shooters by Infinity Ward and the Respawn guys. Like they're they're really good, but there's just something special about the type of game that Bungie makes. They just do it different. I don't. I I cannot put my finger on it, but it's just it's just a little different than how everybody else does it, and it just feels right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't agree. care at all about the story and destiny. I don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> it's so convoluted and stupid. I just don't care. But I like the world that they've built around it. Like, I really like just the atmosphere of it all and the way the characters look and the way everybody interacts and just, man, I absolutely love destiny. Which is, I don't know. It's just fun. I mean, I just loaded up. They're good at it. And I play a couple of the strike missions, the daily missions or whatever, and do a couple of PvP matches and just fly around. And just, oh, it's good. It's good stuff. I'll get around to playing Destiny 2 someday. You should. It's free now. I don't know if you know that. It's free. Yeah. I bought it, but it's I free. already had it, so. Same here. <laughs> but I think that's, I think I got it in like a humble bundle. So our other, our mutual friend that I play it with, he bought it, um... The day it came out, same as I did. We bought it originally together. And then he also bought the first year, like, season pass or DLC pack or whatever the heck it was. So we got the first year's, like, DLCs, right? And then last year when they went and made it free to play, all the stuff that he bought and paid for just is now free. He's like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the original base game plus the first two DLCs are free. And then eventually, oh. I think... As other DLCs kind of age, they'll make them free as well too. So whatever the like whatever the current one is and the one previous to it, I think is what you have to pay for if you want to. But there's I haven't paid a dime in it other than when I bought it originally. And there's no just, need to. He was just he was just paying to get early access. I mean, that's essentially what we did, right? But they didn't have that free to play model. They switched to that. And I think it works really well for it. How are they making money? The cosmetics through their store. I mean, you can hmm. buy stuff. They call them ornaments now for armor and weapons. So it just makes your gun or your armor look a certain way. It doesn't change its stats in any way. So there's that. And then you can buy shaders, which of course change the colors of everything. Um, well, they're not buy, free anymore. You could buy emotes, you know, dances and different things like that. People buy those things like crazy. So... It turns out people are more willing to part with money for frivolous things. It's insane, right? That's how these free-to-play games make money. That's how they stay afloat is this cosmetic stuff. But so. you know what? Players were telling them that for years, right? For years, it was like, don't don't make this pay to win. Like, just sell cosmetics or something. Yeah. I feel like people, the people making the games were like, we're not going to make any money, like, making, selling you, like, colors for armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, actually, you'll make a fortune. Actually, that's where you make most of the money. You totally can. Absolutely. That's how all of them do it now. But that, I, We that's, did it, sir. That's another thing. I was just one last thing about Destiny. That's another thing that I like is, even though it's free to play and that kind of comes with that stigma of, oh, they're going to be hitting me up for money all the time. It really doesn't. It It really doesn't. Unless you go into the store and actively look for it, it almost never says anything like hey you know if you bought if you if you buy the season pass if you do the modern warfare does it more than destiny does and modern warfare is not a free to play game 
Hey, the people that want those things, they'll they'll go they'll go get it. Like they so, know. Like the people that are really hardcore playing it, they're gonna be the ones starting to spend the money and and they already know. They're they're gonna go get that stuff. Yep. You wrapping wrapping this up. I haven't said that once. That's all you this time. I'm putting that on you your shoulders. You should. Well, it, it always is, as everybody listening I know. knows. I know. I'm Every, always the one trying to fans, shut this down and keep it to a reasonable length. That is what our fans tell us. You're correct. Is yeah. that it's me. Um, I'm the stick in the mud. I'm always like, listen, we've been talking. We're done. Stop talking. And I'm just, I'm, I'm glad to see you taking the mantle of that responsibility for once. So that I I've always had that. and always employed. Wow. Because wow. Otherwise this would go on this would go on forever. We'd be talking like for three hours. Diatrab. Wow. Anyway. Picard, sir. Oh no. I just watched, I just watched the fifth episode. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Thirty more minutes. I just watched the fifth episode and all I'm gonna say is this is not really all I'm going to say, but you should watch Picard. You should. <laughs> I know. You should get. You should get that week trial or whatever some weekend, and just watch some. Listen. See. See if this is for you. The next because time. Because it hit me. It hit me when they were pulling a Borg eye out of a Bajoran, and seven of nine like freaked out over it. I'm like, whoa! What am I watching? They've they're like combining all the Star Trek. Like it hadn't hit me that all these Star Trek shows are primarily separate. Even like Dest not Destin, I was gonna say Destiny. <laughs> Even Deep Space Nine, which did have some next generation characters in it. It's like its own separate here's the space station. There's tons of Bajorans and there's some other races you never heard about before now. And now and then Voyagers off in the Delta Quadrant and there's all these people you've never heard of even though that's around the same time as the next generation but when you end up in picard and you start seeing all of these things together along with some of the characters together and you're like what what star trek fan has not considered at least momentarily the idea or the interaction of somebody like lacutus of borg with seven of nine but none of that stuff ever happened and so when they start putting all these things into the show and and there's Romulans everywhere and all this stuff. Um, so what's your... It's, it's like, man, this so, is... I didn't know that... I didn't even know that I was such... was such a fan of the, of the series as so, much so I knew So what I you're was. saying is that Picard is just fan fiction. Man... <laughs> it's got to be some fan fiction because in this episode there was a point in which he wore an eye patch and pretended to speak French um, trying to be undercover and as you know Frenchman Jean-Luc Picard has never been French <laughs> it's the most English Frenchman you've ever seen <clears throat> but I was watching that episode and I'm like gosh dang it Evan needs to see at least this show, even if he says "screw you, Discovery." Listen, like, no, I like at least what I've Picard. Seen I've said it on this very Picard. podcast many times, and I'm going to end with this because we are going to end now. See, now I have to step in because you no. ruined it. 
We're ending uh, soon. The next time that I have like a solid chunk of time off from work, like where I have like multiple days off in a row, like three, four days off in a row, whether it's for a holiday or whatever, and I have like those days consecutively, I will do a trial of CBS All Access and I will watch those shows. I will just binge the hell out of them and then I will decide whether or not it's worth keeping. So anyway, do, do that, do that for Picard. Um, and maybe do it next weekend. All right. So anyway, I have to go. I got some starter to play with my kids. Okay. Cause I had to stop and they were like, Oh, and I'm like, don't worry. I'm going to record the episode. I'll come back and play some more starting. And now it's past their bedtime. You, you horrible monster. Well, it's only eight o'clock, buddy. Not for me. Talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, later. 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 Later.